Welcome back to a Mavs Outsider Podcast with your host, Dustin. Doing a post-game, post-series pod for the Mavs Warriors series. Um, Plus, we'll look at um, a little bit of off-season for the Mavs. Not too much because it's something I want to really get into um, later on. But uh, we'll do that. And then look at the other uh, series, uh, Boston-Miami, just for a few. But... uh, We will start with the Game 5 of Dallas-Golden State. Um, Wasn't... um, The first half was a very bad uh, first half for the Mavs. And their shooting numbers were just awful. Except Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie seemed to keep them in this game. Um, One of his best games. uh, Which is too bad for them to sort of waste one of his games, one of his good games, and, uh, you know, I knew it was going to be tough for them to um, come back and win, you know, four straight, Um, you know, it was good to see them get the win in game four, Um, but, you know, game five, as poor as Lucas shot, he still ended up with 28, Um, you know, that goes back to Sort of what I was saying the other day about, you know, when people compare him and Jason Tatum. Um, <clears throat> you know, Jason Tatum, I think it was game three or four or whatever in that for them. And he had like eight points or something. That's When Jason Tatum has a bad game, you hardly know he's there, it seems like. But, you know, Luka has a bad game and he still scores 28. I just, you know, that's one of those things that, you know, he seems to find a way to always score. Now, he did take 28 shots. That is a lot of shots. But, um, you know, they did make the run in the second half to make it a little more respectable because it was, it had turned into a blowout. Um, but, you know, Dinwiddie had 26. You know, Brunson only had 10. Brunson struggled as well. Um, Bullock at six, Dorian had 13. Dorian got a lot of layups. Dorian took the ball to the rim a lot, I noticed. Um, it kind of should have been something they looked at earlier in the series rather than waiting till the last game to have, you know, Dorian drive to the rim and just lay it in. Now, it is something that I, he does struggle with sometimes because he'll get there and somebody will challenge and he'll either throw it away or whatever, but, you know, nobody was really there to block the shot. They really don't have a shot blocker for Golden State, and that's why I was a little disappointed on how this series sort of ended up because I thought they could get more shots um, in the paint, but the way Golden State basically just collapsed the paint, and they just didn't think that they could... um, <clears throat> Golden State didn't think they were going to be outshot. That's pretty much what it boiled down to. And Golden State was going to give you those three-pointers. And they knew, yeah, we might lose a game because you're going to hit 20. But we think throughout an entire series, we're the better shooting team. And, you know, Dallas played into it. They shot the threes, and <clears throat> they didn't win. They didn't make the shots. And that's pretty much what it boiled down to. That's what this series was. The difference between shots, not making shots, and making shots. And, you know, because it's, you know, they don't really have a lot of, um, 
guys who can attack the paint, you know. Like I said, Dinwiddie was doing it. Brunson was struggling to do it. Luca was struggling to get the shots to go in. And, you know, when they weren't falling and he wasn't getting the foul call, it was like a double whammy, you know, and it was frustrating him. And he had a lot of frustration. And you could see that frustration. And I was a little bit worried what, you know, what the narrative to this was going to be because, you know, it was pretty clear from the get-go that Golden State has more talent, right? I mean, it's you when you have a team with four guys that have made an all-star team against a team with one guy, I mean, what are you expecting that's going to happen? So, you know, it. I will say, though, you know, this Mavs team, they, they did make it further than anyone expected. Um, I don't think this is a fluke. I think the... You know, the TNT guys, I really stopped watching those guys. I know people like that show, but I really stopped watching it because I really, I don't like the hate, like pe- haters. And I felt like some of those guys, like Shaq and Kenny, they hate on Luca a lot for whatever reason. Um, Barkley, not as much. Um, I, I think it's because, especially with Kenny Smith, Kenny Smith wasn't that great of a basketball player. The legend of Kenny Smith, as I say, and I use quotation marks, the legend of Kenny Smith is something that he's built up over the last 10 years, 15 years of being on that show. Kenny Smith was just a role player. He was no better than your just average role player. He was on a, he was on a team that had, you know, Akeem Olajuwon. And at one point, I think one year they had Clyde Drexler. And and they won back to back finals in um, in between the Chicago Bulls years, and he makes it sound like they won those finals because of him. You know, obviously it was Akeem. Akeem was the best player in the league those years, and uh, you want a fluke of a finals run. That's that Orlando Magic run that when they got swept in the finals by Houston. So. For whatever reason, Shaq doesn't like Luca. I don't know if he's a European player. That's what it is. But they call this run a fluke. I don't think it's a fluke, especially because apparently there was some sort of poll. People like to take these polls amongst anonymous GMs or whatever. But apparently the anonymous GMs came out and said that if Dallas gets a big, they're going to be back here next year. You know, It was pretty evident that Dwight Powell isn't a playable big in the playoffs. And Nico made the comment um, afterwards they need a guy who could rebound and block shots. And I'm glad they noticed that and they finally realized that because it's, you know, even throughout the season it was frustrating. They got out-rebounded a lot. And I think even, even Jalen Brunson averaged more rebounds a game than Dwight Powell. You know, I haven't gone back and looked at the stats or whatever, but I, I think Jalen Brunson averaged more rebounds per game than Dwight Powell. I could be wrong, but the fact is, is you, you've got to have a better big. And I will talk more about who I'll do more research into it. 
Um, I haven't really done any research. I think I've looked at a list one time of the free agents and stuff, but it's I'm going to need some material, obviously, for the offseason, so I don't want to get too much into it. But uh, <clears throat> And I'll look and see who's available. What I thought was funny is JaVale McGee showing up at one of the games. You know, that's one of the guys that I've brought up that I think they could get that would make a huge difference. Because sometimes you don't want to spend too much money on a big... Uh, you know, it's, you don't, you know, you don't want to, like, as much as I like Rudy Gobert and as much as I think Rudy Gobert would help this team, I mean, he would take up a huge portion of their salary cap, and he's not really an, a guy who could create his own offense. <clears throat> so, you know, DeAndre Ayton is, but I, I think... I do think there's going to be a team out there that's going to be able to snag him. Um, and I've brought up, I think San Antonio is one. There's a couple teams with salary cap room. Um, Detroit or whatever. I doubt he'd play in Detroit, but boy, that would be fun to see. Um, but I am interested to see what happens with DeAndre Ayton as far as the offseason rolls along. But another name that came up was very interesting, and I think it's what Dallas needs more than anything um one thing one thing i i when i look at this team i feel like i i worry about them being too much like that portland team where you have two guards who aren't great defenders starting the game now luca really doesn't guard the guard position he guards forwards and wings because that's because he's bigger putting Luca on a point guard is kind of dumb obviously but he's just a bigger guard you know but to me I think if Dallas were to were to be able to get a wing that can create his own shot and score and you know that that guy out there that was the rumor was Zach Levine um I know there's been guys in the past who are who do Mavericks pods and stuff who are really big Zach Levine fans, and they just kept bringing his name up over and over and over again, and I just didn't think it was ever possible. But for whatever reason, you know, I, I think when they were talking about him, they thought you know it was going to have to be a trade because he was under contract, and I just didn't think Dallas had anything to trade for Levine, but. I do actually think Dallas has something they can offer. Um, now, I think Levine is a free agent, so it would have to be a sign and trade. But I'd be willing to bet that you could put Dinwiddie and Hardaway together, along with some future first-round picks for Zach Levine. Now, I don't know how excited Chicago would be for something like that, but from what I understand, Zach Levine's not interested and being with the Bulls, and that's apparently a target of Dallas. And I think if you were to get Zach Levine on this team, and again sign a guy like a Javel McGee, I, I just I really do think that you could win the finals. You know, um, you would have you resign Brunson obviously in that scenario because you. You would have the money 
trading, you know, Hardaway and Dinwiddie got two guys who would make up. Um, I think they're going to combine to make close to forty million next year. It's not quite forty; it's like thirty something. But you would be able to bring in Levine and then sign Brunson, and I just that would be to me one of the best off seasons the Mavs would have. Um, I Dallas, I always. I'm weary of getting excited about something like that because Dallas never has an offseason like that. Um, I know this team is sort of turning a new leaf. I know guys pay attention to um, what's going on around the NBA. And I know when they see a guy like Luka um, play the way he has played in the playoffs, they pay attention to that. Like I said, the only thing I ever worried about is that Luca wasn't ever on any of these AAU teams with any of these guys, and I, I think they take that into an account. They played with some of the against some of these guys. They played with some of these guys, you know, when they're in high school, and so it doesn't really matter how good or whatever these guys are. They just tend to flock towards each other because you know they were friends when they were younger and stuff like that. Um, but I thought this this run that the Mavs made was interesting. I don't think it's a fluke. I do think that the Mavs saw their weaknesses um, in that Golden State series, especially. But I think their weaknesses showed throughout, especially you know in Phoenix. You know when they played in Phoenix prior to Game Seven. You know games one, two, and five. They, I mean, they were blowouts, and their flaws were just there. And you know, like I said, their biggest flaw was the lack of a center. And, you know, there's going to be guys out there who I think you could get for cheap that can make a big difference. Um, you know, Mo Bamba, I was talking, I think, on my last pod. Like, he's a guy that might be available that, you know, I want to bring in multiple guys. I don't want to bring in just one guy. You know, if you can get Mo Bamba for cheap and a JaVale McGee for cheap, those are the guys I want in there. And, you know, at least Mo Bamba's worked on his three-pointer. You know, I don't know how good he shoots the three um, I, th- I think he shut the three more this year than he did prior. I haven't done any research into that or not. But I think Mobamba will be available. Some people have Jonathan Isaac as a target for Dallas. Um, Jonathan Isaac, to me, is a super talented player who just can't get on the court and stay on the court. Um, obviously there's a good chance he'll be ready to play when next season rolls along. But how many games is he going to play for you? And I just don't want to pay a guy like that uh, a lot of money because it just, it, it's it's tough. He needs to go somewhere that, that has a good training staff. I know Dallas has the best, but I, I'm still weary of something like that. But, uh, no, I think Dallas needs to move on from a couple guys, <clears throat> see if they can move a couple guys. You know, guys like, you know, if you don't think Marquis Chris is a playoff guy, a guy who can be in your playoff rotation, then you need to move on from him. Um, I thought he should have got some run. The fact that he didn't was aggravating to me. But, you know, if you don't think he's part of your playoff rotation, then move on. You know, trade him. His next year's 
got some sort of guarantee to it. Um, Trey Burke's another guy. He's got one year left. If he's not a he's not a rotation guy, he's not even a regular rotation guy, regular season rotation guy in my opinion. So I do want them to move on from Trey Burke. I would love to see them put Powell in a trade, so they can move on from Powell. Um, I don't think they ever will. I think Powell, you know, my thing with Dallas right now is they got a lot of locker room guys and not really a lot of guys who can play. <laughs> and sometimes you can have too many locker room guys and not enough guys that can actually play basketball. And that's what they have right now. And, you know, if you're going to keep Boban, then you've got to let Powell go. If you want to keep Powell, then you got to let Boban go. You can't have two of your centers be unplayable. Because at this point, you've got to bring in two or three more centers just so that you can compete against other teams in the league. You know, and, and it's and I'm probably exaggerating when I say two or three, but still, you've got to bring in at least two because you can't play Powell. Powell showed that whether he played against the starters or the backup, he struggled, and he just couldn't do it. Um, Bertans was another guy who struggled, but... Unless, unless Dallas is, unless they have to put him in to a, a trade for money, unless somebody's willing to take on his contract, I think they're kind of stuck with Bertans. Um, Bertans had a pretty poor shooting year. Uh, he had a pretty poor shooting playoffs. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. Whether it's confidence or whatever, but. You know, he he had his moments. You know, he had his defensive moments that looked good, and then he had his defensive moments that looked bad. And if he's not making his shot, he's sort of just a guy that's out there. One thing is, is you do have to cover him when he's out there. You know, if, if Bertans is playing next to a big, I think he's probably a better player. The fact that in Dallas he has been playing like center, I, I think he's in the wrong position and I just think it's it I think it makes him look like a bad player because he is playing out of position. I I think the lack of center was the biggest glare on this team. You know, like I said, I'd love to have a wing like Zach Levine that could score. I think that would make a huge difference on this team, but I think the fact that they didn't have a center at all was the biggest glare of this team. They they didn't even try to get one it seemed like at the trade deadline they were just willing to it's like the trade was made for next season and they just sort of accidentally beat these teams in the playoffs i don't want to say accidentally but they actually put a game plan together that allowed them to beat those teams and you know they they did it in winning most of their home games they did lose the one to utah um, when Luca was out, and then they did lose the one to Golden State, and it was good to see them win their home games this year. I believe it was last year when they they beat the Clippers in the first two games on the road, and then they lost the next two at home. <laughs> and it was something that's frustrating to see when you lose your home games, especially when you have a two zero lead. You've got to win at least one of those home games, but. You know, Dallas, they couldn't win at home, and they could only win on the road. But uh, it'll be interesting to see who it is they they bring in. 
Um, I, I'm eager to see what Nico can do. You know, we're told that, you know, with his connections, he's going to have the ability to bring in guys that Donnie didn't have the ability to bring in. So we'll see. But at the end of the day, even if you don't bring anybody in like a Zach Levine or whatever, you still got to get a center. Like, that's got to be your number one priority. You got to get a big. And that's just the one thing that has to be done. And I, I, like I said, I think you got to bring in multiple bigs because I just don't think you can play Powell. Um, Powell's a regular season player. If you want to, like, if you want to get rid of Boban and keep Powell and bring Powell in in the regular season because he's a guy who can play every game, that's fine. But I just don't think you can have both Boban and Powell on the team because you're just, at that point, you're just using roster spots for guys. And you need roster spots for players. So, um, but like I said, I don't want to get too much into it. Uh, I, I'm interested to see, you know, I'll go through the names and who I think Dallas can obtain. Um, you know, the draft comes up before free agency. So I'll look at some mock drafts. I'm not a, a, a guy who who knows too much about uh, who these... And obviously when you're in the 20s and you're doing mock drafts, you're just guessing at this point. So basically the best time to guess is to look and see who the Mavericks sort of interview and bring in and stuff like that. So I don't, I'm not good at those, like I'm not one of those guys that's going to go put a whole mock draft together about who I think is going to pick what, right? So what I'll end up doing is probably looking at all these different mock drafts, look at the players who these teams think Dallas is going to select at 26, and then just sort of kind of see who I think would fit the team best. Because when you're when you're drafting twenty sixth, you're basically trying to find a guy who you think can fit your team, who plays the style of basketball you want to play. So we'll see what happens there. And then, like I said, I'll go through the free agents names, free agency names, who I think they could get, and um, who I think they should go after, just based on you know what I've seen of that player, and. Um, We'll go from there. And that, like I said, I'll do that when pretty much the finals is over um, and we're coming up on the draft. And then, you know, we come up on free agency. I am going on vacation next week. Uh, not this week coming up. Um, I'll be here all this next week coming up. But then the week after, I'll be on vacation. So I will be out of town during some of the finals. And um, so I... I'll be in a place where I will be able to watch the finals if I want to see it, but um, I just probably won't be sitting around watching them. Um, I'll probably have to look at highlights and box scores and stuff. So um, when I um, when I got married, I got married in 2010, and it was in June, at the beginning of June, and we went to Hawaii for our wedding, and the finals were on while we were there and it was the Lakers and I believe the Celtics if if that's right um I think it was the Lakers and the Celtics and um the Lakers won 
and I just remember those basketball games coming on at like one in the afternoon because you know the the time in Hawaii is way off and it was interesting to see a sporting event come on that early um you know at one o'clock I just thought that was kind of funny but uh as far as the other series is concerned there's Boston Miami now I'm doing this pod on a Saturday morning and so that they did play game six last night in Boston um Probably one of the better playoff games we've had um, this year. It was an incredible playoff game. These conference finals games have been sort of blowouts. uh, And they haven't really been too exciting. But last night's game between Miami and Boston was a really good basketball game. Uh, Jimmy Butler, at the end of the game, was killing it. Uh, He scored 47. Uh, Cal Lowry had 18. He's a guy that's really been struggling, I feel like, these playoffs. He's been struggling with his health. He's been struggling with the shot. He just... I, I The problem with Kyle Lowry is I don't think Kyle Lowry will score next 18 points next game. I just don't think he'll be able to do it. Um, that Strauss had 13. Um, P.J. Tucker had 11. Uh, Victor Oladipo had 9. Uh, one of the comments that I had made, you know, Tatum had 30. Jalen Brown had 20. Derek White at 22. One of the comments that, you know, I, I was talking about with my brother is that, you know, watching these two teams, I think Boston has a better chance of beating Golden State than Miami. I think Miami is too much like Dallas. I think Miami's team and Dallas's team are very similar. Um, the one difference is I think Brunson is probably a little more consistent than, like, Lowry. But I do think Miami shooters are a little more consistent than Dallas's. And so, you know, you have your all-star player in Butler and Luka. And then you have your, you know, your other guard and like Lowry, who, you know, like I said, some nights he shows up, some nights he doesn't. You know, he's at that age where he's just, he's not, he has bad games. Um, but I, I think Brunson was more consistent during the regular season. But then you just you have a bunch of shooters around him. Now they do have Bam as a big. Bam can defend. Um, Bam can rebound. We didn't have that. That was one of the biggest differences. But when you come off the bench with Dallas, I mean, they you just you either get a guy who scores off the bench and helps your team, or you get nothing from the bench. And that was sort of Dallas. And when I watched their team, obviously Dallas and Miami had the two slowest paced teams in the entire NBA this year. I think I think Dallas was 29th and Miami was 30th or vice versa, one of the, you know. And so both teams play really slow and they want to get you in the half court. Obviously against Golden State, it didn't work because Dallas doesn't have a pick and Dallas doesn't have anybody that can take it to the basket. And... You know, if you don't have, if your players aren't consistently hitting your shots, like Miami players don't consistently hit them, and Dallas players don't consistently hit them. If if those guys aren't consistently making those jump shots, then Golden State's just going to say, you can't do this for seven games. You can't jump shoot for seven games, so we're just going to clog the paint. We're not going to allow you to score twos. Go ahead, take your threes. If you beat us once by hitting a bunch, fine. But we don't think you're going to 
make those shots for seven games, and they think they can make those shots for seven games. And I think that's what they'll do against Miami. I think they'll run the same defense against Miami as they did against Dallas. And I think Golden State would beat Miami. However, Boston. Boston, to me, has a completely different team than both Miami and Dallas. And I think for a matchup standpoint, if you want to have the best possible finals, I think Boston... Golden State would be the one that you would want. Um, I think Boston's, the way Boston plays, they have a lot of guys that do different things. Um, Their defense, I think, is better than Miami's. They play a smothering defense. And I just, I'm interested to see who wins game seven. I guess it's on Sunday. I'm excited to watch it. I will watch it. I'm interested to see who wins that game because I'm interested to see who, you know, Golden State's going to play. And like I said, I think the way the road teams have been winning these games, I do think Boston will win tomorrow. And I think Boston will face Golden State. And, you know, with with Al Horford and Robert Williams along with uh, Grant Williams, the way they can put three bigs out there, I think they'll do just fine against Golden State, who play Looney and Draymond. You know, I, you know, as much as you know, people talked about how good of a series Wiggins had. You know, they put up these numbers that showed him scoring more points, but it was funny they had him shooting more shots, so he his efficiency actually went down. They failed to mention that because it didn't fit their narrative about Wiggins, but he actually took a lot more shots and I think was scoring like four extra points for the Dallas series as opposed to the Memphis series. I think the series, I think Memphis will be, uh, not Memphis, I think Wiggins will be a no-show against Boston because that's who Wiggins is. Wiggins was just trying to take advantage of Dallas not having enough defenders and not having a guy at the rim, but Boston has a guy at the rim. They have two, they play with two bigs. And Wiggins is just going to be the Wiggins who, you know, you see all the time. So he's just going to be a guy. And I, I think Boston, and I'll, you know, when it comes down to it, I'll, I'll make my pick once this is over and they've got the finals matchup set. I'll do a pod um, if there's any Dallas news. And, you know, if I do any more pods, uh, they'll probably come a little less frequent without Dallas playing, but I do want to um, talk about things that, you know, rumors that are going around about Dallas and stuff like that. So I will continue to do some pods as the finals go on, but they will be a little bit slower. And like I said, I am going on vacation, so um, I will be uh, keeping up with what's happening in the news and like I said I am going to get a list together of who the Mavs should draft and then who the Mavs should go after in free agency and that's you know we'll pretty much go from there and I'm going to go ahead and end the pod here but um, if you could rate and review the pod wherever it is you get your podcast that really helps you know when you rate it you know when people search for Mavs pods they, you know, having a good rating and the more ratings you get, you tend to, uh, your, your 
you know, my pod will show up in their searches. So I really appreciate that, though. But uh, until next time, we'll see you later.